Yeah, we were talking about like the crazy shit that we see on Citizen, like uh, group brawl, ten people fighting, man with a stick, stupid shit like that. I can't even take it seriously at this point because it feels like it's so constant that none of it's happening. When in reality, maybe one out of ten reports is probably true. Yeah, how many of those are actually like legit? I don't know, like, from, I would say, like, for most of them, what happens is that they post a video, too, and then it's literally just the street. I'm looking, looking at the street, like, okay. <laughs> no, literally. Where is the fight? Where is, like, the cops? Like, where is anything that you're saying? Like, you're just talking about a 10-person brawl, yet all I'm looking at is one gray <laughs> Honda just sitting there. Yeah, they, they didn't show nothing. I mean, I, they did once report on a fire, uh... And then they actually had, like, photos and, and a video of it. Fires actually are the only one that I will believe. It's probably the only real thing on Citizen. I think so. Like, yeah. electrical fires. Like, a lot of electrical fires for the most part. Yeah. But everything else, like... Everything else is fake. It's all bullshit. It's it's theater! It's theater, it's theater exactly. like Tim Dillon says. It's people... people Just like I say now. Fight. It's I all theater. The only thing I pay attention to is, like, the COVID reports on Citizen. Just like... Oh, I barely oh, pay attention like, to those. You know, eight percent uh rise in covid rates in your area i'm just like well that's not a surprise i look at it i go like oh that's nice you know what else is new exactly that's why my mom's like next halloween if there's no COVID, i'm like there's gonna be fucking covid yeah what do you mean? covid com- if yeah. covid calms down gives us a break covid calms there. down at this point we were talking about this last night justin i'm just like i was telling justin i'm like at this point i feel like the only way for me to get over the pandemic is if i finally get fucking covid myself <laughs> So, That's how I felt. I mean, we we kind of wondered if we had it. Me and my brothers, uh, you know, multiple times because we just been sick or like feeling not so good. That's crazy. Over the past few months, but don't really the only person who ever actually had it was my dad. Yeah, dude, his dad got it. Yeah, and nobody else got it in the house. Yeah, no, I remember hearing about that. But like, even myself, like I've had multiple closures just based on work. Like last year, I didn't even get into the building. And I was told, oh, great, you got exposed already. So that first two weeks of school in September, I wasn't even there in person. Man. And then we ended up getting shut down in November and then only come back in like February. But this year, right, I went in the first day and then fucking Tuesday through Friday, I was completely out because like on Tuesday I woke up and I just could not breathe. Oh, like, I was literally about to head out my door and I just couldn't, uh, I was just like, I can't even catch my breath. So I just called my um, AP and I was like, listen. I don't think I'm going to be able to come in today. And so I spent the whole week trying to figure out like what was going on. And it was just like a crazy experience. And I, I'm, I was almost to the point where like, I hope it's COVID because at least there's like, an explanation for <laughs> yeah. it. And then when it wasn't, I was like, well, shit, this is still happening. So like, yeah, what's right? going on? So I, I almost know. want COVID at this point. For some reason, COVID is just like the definitive, like you forget that there's other shit that can go on with you health wise. Exactly. You could still get the flu. You could still have. Severe allergies. Yeah, because uh, again, like a lot of the symptoms, like fever, runny nose, cough, uh, chest, um, chest pain, and stuff, those are fairly common symptoms. But I think now most people are tending to be like, "Oh shit, this might be you know COVID or whatever." Right. So you know, people. I'm glad that people are taking precautions and just being aware of the situation because I would rather that than people would be like, "Ah, it's nothing," you know, and just go about their day and then exposing everyone at wherever they're doing. And that's the thing with, like, you know, we're going out. Like, I started going out again a little bit. You know, we went to Sad Summer at the end of August. That was, like, kind of, you know, a massive, like, you know, way of dipping our toes in the water and feeling it out. But even, like, in smaller places, like, I went to see Broadside the other night, right? And it was, like, Knitting Factory. 
You remember the yeah. that small ass venue? And it was pretty open, not a lot of people, but there's still people in there, you know, kind of closed quarters, no masks, just chilling, and they check vaccines and everything, but I'm still, like, I don't, I don't know. I tell you, though, I, like, because you mentioned that you're going to Knitting Factory, like, early in the week. I yeah. felt better going to that than Sad Summer because it's such a smaller place. Like, even if it, even though it's indoors, it feels, like more safe because there's less people less people as yeah close to the giant fucking crowds that sad summer was and despite it being you know sad summer was on a rooftop outdoors you would think like oh like it doesn't transmit outside like i don't, I don't know i i know nothing about how covid transmits or it's always different <laughs> right. fauci's always saying some shit now he's on fucking disney plus yeah he's on disney he's I, I don't listen to him movie. i don't i don't listen to anybody no new york sad summer i was less worried about covid and more about the fucking weather at that point <laughs> oh yeah Dude, we were rained out well, for three rained. hours. Oh, no. Dude, oh, yeah. Dude, so for three bad. hours. Like, we were stuck inside on the third floor. And then the at a certain point, like, because we went in at, like, four. And then around six. No, I want to say 536. They were like, okay, you can go. They were telling people, like, okay, you can go out, right? You know, get food or whatever. And we'll let you know when to come back. Mm-hmm. But then shortly after they did that and the people left, they were like, okay, we're going to get started. And so all the people that left had to go back into the line, go through security again. It was a lie. It was actually it was hilarious. How could they really do was, that? It was, such, it was such bullshit that people missed the, the returning <laughs> set. And I was just like, well, it's actually, y'all should have just waited like the rest of us plebeians. We yeah. waited. Yeah, I, we sat there doing I didn't have any service on my phone or anything. We we're like right by the fucking Brooklyn Bridge. There's no service over there. Nick fell asleep because he could yeah. fall asleep anywhere. Oh, no, yeah, no, I had my little backpack, I just put it down as my pillow, and I went to sleep. Then That was, yeah, that was quite a day. Yeah, fucked up my back, but you know what? It was worth it. Man, speaking of fucking up your back, I, I was in the venue like 20 minutes on Thursday at Knitting Factory. I was just leaning up against, you know, the bar, and 20 minutes in, no band had gone on yet, and I, like, I already had neck pain. Goddamn. Couldn't believe that shit. Yeah, I can't imagine going to a, a show in this day and age and just i mean it was, there. it was already hard enough you know going and having to stand the whole time you know for someone like me but yeah now, no. now with you know people breathing down my neck and all the, the covid nastiness everyone's more health aware now have you seen the pictures of um Lollapalooza from a couple months ago i know super spreader man oh, super God. spreader which i you know once again people can do whatever the fuck they want this isn't me virtue signaling or whatever it's just like how the fuck do people get so comfortable to go back to these places i think for i want to i don't i'm not gonna um you know generalize and say all of them but i want to i will say the people the majority of people that are comfortable never stopped oh yeah oh yeah they're partying i'm sure within the crowd there are probably are people that were taking it seriously and you're like you know what i feel safe at this time you know i've done my bit you know i've quarantined i've you know, done all the shit, and maybe it's time to go back. But I want to say that the good majority of those people just did not care or weren't taking it seriously enough. I want to say leading up to COVID, because, like, 2019, that year was, like, the year I started going to concerts. And from, like, the summer all the way into, like, March, right, when yeah. our last show at Knitting Factory, yep. by the way, like, I-, I was on a roll, like, going to concerts pretty much every month or something like Jesus. that. And I, at that time, I was like, fuck it. At this point, just, like, sign me up. He would tell me, so he would send me, like, oh, this show's happening. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. I would just send the Instagram post. And I would just pay <laughs> No response, just pay That's it. He would just send me events. He would no just send me money. You guys wouldn't speak even when you got there. And so I was getting, like, super comfortable with it. And then 
COVID happened, and then we started talking about shows again. And I was just like, damn, I got, I went all the way back to that mentality pre concerts, you know? Yeah, oh, just, just like, like a fuck know, it. Exactly, because I was getting so comfortable, and then all of a sudden it got yanked away. And then when we started talking about, oh, you know, what do you think about doing this or this? And I was like, damn. Like, it's like an, all those shows never happened. I went back to that mentality. Like, see, things were looking up at a certain point, though, when, like, the vaccinations started rolling around, like, around uh, April. Like, the I feel spring. like it happened, a, like, a bunch of times. Like, like spring briefly. 2020. Yeah, yeah. briefly. So it was very short-lived. Like, yeah. I started getting comfortable. It wasn't until, like, you know, after, you know, we were all together for my birthday and the, the Delta variant became a thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When Delta became a thing, that's when I'm like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'm buying more masks, you know? Yeah, like, that summer, though, weirdly enough, was, like, felt calm as opposed to the March to June period. Yeah. That was, like, the obviously the worst of it, you know, and, the, you know, definitely the highlight of the pandemic because it was the beginning. But for some reason, that summer, like, I got to tell you, even when I was, like, working out at home, I would go around Diker Park, but I wouldn't even, like, wear a mask because I was just, like, on the side. I was on, like... Uh, street just running by myself like I was avoiding yeah it, so I was like oh I wear my mask in the park and then I'll just take it off while I'm running by myself but obviously I still had it with me if you're not near people I don't see any reason to really to wear it and you're outdoors it yeah, seems kind of counterproductive yeah. it's not like the the happening or something where if you breathe in the air the you're, gonna exactly. you're gonna it commit suicide oh that, god you know <laughs> like I would see all this stuff on the news and they walking around like obviously there was still less people but it still didn't feel like the worst of it as opposed to like March and June. Like if yeah. you went between out between those three periods, it felt like a fucking dead city. You know, like you would see the pictures of New York, of Times Square and stuff and just like fucking empty. I remember the one time you went driving, right? What in a Oh yeah, like early pandemic, like March, like end of March. And yeah, the city like, was empty. Yeah, like when you were driving and you were sending us the video of the show, it's like, God damn it, this nobody about like, it. And like people from I've seen podcasts, people talk about um they would come into the city from Long Island, and they would make it in like 40, 45 minutes, which is unheard of. Oh yeah, we, we, we got heard of. We got here really quick uh, a couple times during the pandemic when we would drive from uh, from you know PA in Easton all the way to here. How Get long here did it take? Like, sometimes it'd be like an hour and twenty something minutes. Man, that, that that's fucking crazy. Not not anymore. People don't give a shit about COVID anymore. Nobody not, cares. It's just a thing that I like just... it killed grandma. No one cares anymore. You know, like um, ah, she was a bitch anyway. Yeah. Fucking uh, whatever. Half the people don't even believe in it. She voted for Trump. It's all right. Yeah, grandma <laughs> voted for Trump. She she reaped what she sowed. Oh no, lord. And we're talking about Times Square. I just came from Times Square, and it was insane over there. Like so many people without masks. Fucking TikTok girls. I had to dodge these two different groups of TikTok girls doing dances um in the Fuck area over there. Where? And I'm just like. In Times Square, like, they were literally, like, these three girls wearing the same outfit, all, you know, coordinated and shit, and they're just doing their little dance, and they're blocking up the fucking sidewalk, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, obviously, no masks, but then, again, like, there's so many people over there that are just, like, don't care, and I don't want to say it's, like, not the tourists, though. It's, like, legitimately a good mix of just everyone, like, I don't know. I don't know if tourism, I don't know if tourism is like really fully back just yet. Like, this was my next question for you guys. Like, do you guys think, do you guys think New York is back like now? Or do you think New York has, you know, was New York back for like a period before like cases started rising again? Uh, I think it's back to a certain degree, mainly because people are wanting to be back and trying to force it 
as opposed to, okay, we're naturally back. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like, people are basically saying, you know what, this is happening, but you know what, fuck it, you know? It's not right. the, oh, okay, it's, it's safe now to do these things. It's, well, it's been a year and a half. It's been almost two years at this point. Yeah, enough. They just want to party again. Exactly. And not to say that I don't, like, blame them for feeling that way, because, again, I feel like a majority of people do feel that way. But, again, it's like, you know, this shit is still real. Like, it's happening. There's so many people, you know, that are personally affected by it, and I just can't get behind the mentality of, like, well, you know, this is happening, but at the same time, shots yeah right <laughs> yeah no but and i feel that too it's just like i want to you know party and be on my bullshit too this is like this is the time of our lives that's at least it's exactly. supposed to be you know you know like we were just saying last night like um before you know it we're gonna be in the backyard again and i'm gonna be 26 this time and this shit started when i was 23 yeah i don't know like, when I you think of it that it. way really yeah when the pandemic started i was 23 years old still oh god no i think yeah when you guys came over i just turned 24 you that just was, turned 24 yeah, yeah. That, was, that was when it was starting. the last thing we did before um that was yeah yeah as I far as gatherings that like, was like the last thing i did and it was fake quarantine time at that time it was like it was yeah. just starting people, out the city hadn't shut down yet people were like you know i remember um vividly uh, going to the supermarket like three blocks away from me just to get like you know beers and whatnot and i can remember that there was like more people and there was like more people just like stocking up on necessities and whatnot but no one was really like you know taking seriously it was just like okay it's kind of like you know how people do the same thing during like storms or hurricanes Hoarding. it just kind of felt like that but not to the degree that it currently it turned into three weeks later right you know? <sighs> but man it's just it's weird those times seem so like foreign and far away yeah even though it was just like barely the way we were talking about it too i remember like we were sitting down uh, in your basement at the the table eating the pizza and we were like man you know that whole covid thing isn't that crazy ain't that a load of hooey (laughs) yeah (laughs) until it just became a part of everyone's lives just it's so crazy years yeah it's it's totally ingrained like you see the covid babies that are coming out but like how many covid babies do you think there are probably 15 million I can't imagine like that sounded confident that answer (laughs) that does sound confident and I trust Nick because he's an educator yeah I trust you on that like if if you're at home and you have a significant other I mean why not (laughs) yeah literally yeah what else are you doing in the in a pandemic and quarantine right lucky you're just doing it just to be you know have something to do yeah quite honestly kill the boredom Mm -hmm. that's a good game and show I was talking about it with someone earlier today. Like, the kids that I see now um, that weren't in person at all, that literally have not been in the building since, like, March of 2019. Wow. Those kids are basically just bigger, but their mentalities are the same. So let me give an example, right? I teach seventh grade, and so those kids are were fifth graders when the pandemic started. The kids that were in person do not want to hang out with those other kids because they're like, why are they being so fucking weird like they're acting like fifth graders you know running around jumping you know playing in the playground and these other kids are just like standing around just talking to each other because again like they had that mental growth they were right. able to socialize with other people and then they look at these kids acting like fifth graders and like what the fuck's wrong with them that makes how, a lot of sense. How old were all day? they're all the same age it's just the difference of the kids who stayed in person and were uh-huh. able to socialize talk with other kids like they grew out of that fifth grade mentality but since the other kids were home, 
they didn't talk to anybody or like they only the they, only didn't, they didn't do grocery, anything they didn't i got a really great analogy for this and so they just stayed in that fifth grade mentality like i have this one kid he's you know a fucking giant but he acts like a fifth grader like he hangs out with his fifth grade teacher <laughs> and what and what he's in sixth grade no, he's in seventh grade. He's in seventh but that's the thing; it's not his fault because, like, he was in person. He didn't have any other kids to interact with. He didn't have that social development going on for him. So he still has the mentality. It's just his body got bigger, you know. Oh, so now he's a giant. Well, yeah, he's relative. Now, if he plays tag, he's gonna knock people over. Exactly. And they're gonna. He's like a lumbering teeth. giant. Yeah, and a gentle giant too. I had a good analogy for this. It's kind of, that kind of reminds me of. Um, you know, in like Infinity War and Endgame, like when the blip happened and then they come back. Yes, it's like Scott it's like they're Lane, still like they know? age, but they're still like you know. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker's like twenty one technically, but like he's still like sixteen when he comes back or something. He still looks sixteen. Oh, but he exactly. should be twenty one. But he should be twenty one. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All of his friends that got blipped with him, right? Or like they all disappeared because MJ and 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 his buddy, they're like I think they still look the same. Core cast, yeah, uh, yeah, core cast. I think anyone major to the stories of, like, in the MCU are assumed, like, blipped. Like, there were a few people that stayed the same. Like, in Far From Home, the teacher, um, uh, one of the teachers, the one with the glasses, you know? Oh, the um, nerdy-looking one? Silicon Valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilfoyle. <laughs> uh, I don't know his name, but I'm, I started watching Silicon Valley. It's fucking great. I actually haven't seen it. I just know him. It is so good, and it's so, like, referential to, like, the overall, like, technology, social media. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Aspect. Yes, it's exactly like that. But in the movie, his character uh, mentions that his wife pretended to got blitz, uh, got blitz. And just ran off on him with like another guy. Oh but god! He stayed the five years, so it's assumed that that character was you know there the whole time. Yeah, it was um, just getting cut the whole time. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Imagine that were to happen like to us in real life, just for no. Well, we wouldn't know why. We wouldn't we know why. Have, like, a Thanos thing, where like, oh, we just we just know that the big purple guy came to Earth and that's right. Who's the big purple guy? Who's the guy from um <laughs> from what's it called? Pawn Stars. That they would compare him to <laughs> Thanos. Isn't that Rick uh, or Rich? Something, I think. Something Harris? I don't remember what it is. They would make a bunch of memes where that guy was just like purple and they would be like, oh, this is how Thanos looks in the MCU. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. I gotta tell you, though, if that happened in like real life, I think if I were the person that got blipped, it'd be interesting to see, you know, just like how things are different five years from now, you know? Right. Like, if I didn't have anything, you know, not in the same, like, you know, obviously, like, if I came back and obviously, like, people were that I knew were dead, that would be, like, fucked up. But imagine if, like, you know, Peter Parker's situation where, like, all his friends, all his family got blipped, too. And so we just caught back with our lives, essentially. Yeah, right. I think it would be kind of, like, interesting to see what it would be. Think about, like, I would imagine it's, like, it would be something similar to um, coma patients. Like, when True. they wake up after, some of them don't wake up until, like, years later. Yeah. Unless you end up like Rick from Walking Dead and just wake up and just find zombies. Dude, <laughs> yeah, you okay. Wake up after a couple months. And... What What's going on with The Walking Dead? Do you guys still follow The Walking Dead Absolutely at all? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. At what um, point did you guys stop watching? I didn't make it past season two. God. Oh, man. So long ago. Dude, that most is people so didn't, long ago. Actually. Well, I won't well, say yeah. most people, but a lot of people did. A lot of people stopped and then they picked it up after, like, as seasons progressed. Right. But for me, like, I stopped, and then I just kept hearing things about, you know, The Walking Dead. And, you know, what I heard was like, okay, you know, this is kind of cool. And then, oh, well, that's not. And then, oh, shit, no, never mind. Yeah. 
I'm glad I didn't continue because at a certain point, I want to say past like season eight or so, like when Negan was already in the beginning, like they started to diverge from the comics, which is fine. It's like it's yeah. all medium. Oh, they had, they had been doing that too. Like but it was very different. From what I've from what I've heard, it's it's a totally different medium from what the show is, you know. And I'm just like, I'm not asking for a you know page to page adaptation, but like, come on. That's why I think it, they should redo the show eventually, and they should do it in like a comic book style because the things that happen in those comics sound amazing compared to yeah. the show we get. Kind of like I wouldn't Game be opposed to that. They should do I think they should. Amazon Prime, like they're doing Invincible on Amazon. Hell yeah! Prime. Yo, have you seen Invincible, that. Justin? Of course I have. Oh, it's Dude, so it's fucking so good. good. The shit, so good. They J.K. Simmons obviously knocking it out of the park he's the goat uh steven ewan um actually both of those characters both of those actors were in uh the legend of Korra and managed to knock it out of the park steven was he was in that steven ewan yeah he oh he was in that the first avatar oh, i yeah, didn't actually man. know that i knew that jk simmons was there as a as tenzin yeah yeah but he steven was, ewan was in it um i can't remember if anyone else not brie larson plays um what's her name the um the pink girl, you know, the one that can like manipulate. Uh, oh, that's Brie Larson, really? That's Brie Larson. Oh, yeah. I love Brie Larson. Um, not Brie Larson, but Allison, Allison, um, from Parks and Rec. Allison Brie. Allison, Allison Brie. No, Allison Brie is um. No, I'm thinking of Brie Larson. There's too many Brie's. Yeah, too many Brie's. Too many Larsons. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. Um, yeah, we don't yeah, have a Jamie. Allison, we Brie don't have a Jamie. Was in Legend of Korra, but we're getting besides the point, right? But Stephen Ewan and, and J.K. Simmons totally knock out of the park. J.K. Simmons is the fucking goat, man. I have yeah. looked up to that man since I was like five years old. Since he was J. Jonah Jameson. Since he was J. Jonah, and he still is J. And Jonah he was Jameson. He's bastard too. He's bringing it back. He's cr- oh he's God. such a f- he's phenomenal. He's, he's amazing. I don't know if you guys have seen Whiplash. That was a movie. Oh, he was Whiplash in. is phenomenal. Was so good. That Whiplash, is such a good movie. It is such like it's like I think at this time right now. People will love to say, like, oh, my God, have you seen Whiplash? And it's like, yeah, it's stereotypical, but at the same time, if you watch it, it is so good. And the way that he delivers that performance, like, he was always a good actor. Like, yeah. If you watch him, like, I forget that one show that, because he was well known for this one HBO show where it was, oh, um, is it Neverland? It's based on something. Um, oh, no, Oz, right? He played a prisoner. In a oh, I never show. saw that, um, but I do know about it. But yeah, Oz, uh, he was so good in that, and like you know, people recognize him as a good talent. And then obviously Spider Man happened, and that blew him up even more. But Whiplash is the thing that like, oh yeah set him on a lot of magnum things. opus right there. Exactly. I hope it's not his magnum opus. <laughs> I, I, no, the best <laughs> is yet to come. Exactly, dude. Like I hope that is because he's like. He's so, I want to say, on the younger side. Like, he's, like, in his 60s. Yeah, dude. And like, like, maybe mid-60s, the oldest. And, like, he's still doing so much shit. And then he's, like, did you see how buff he got for, um, for Justice League? Even though they yeah. Yo. Even though they didn't like, do anything with him. And he was exactly. fucking yoked. Dude. He was yoked. yoked. I never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> dude, he was a monster. And then all they did was they stuffed him in a brown, um, you know, 
duster jacket, not a duster jacket, but they stopped him in a bar. Yeah, he looked like a fucking yeah. little schmuck. And, right, right. You know, he did his thing. But and he didn't do shit. Like, he stood on top of a rooftop and yeah. he made a joke about it's Batman like the... disappearing <laughs> or something. And that's all. That's, that's it. That's every movie, though. Exactly. Every that was, iteration. That was their planned the cinematic cut, universe. It's like Batman's gone. Snyder Cut didn't even do anything to redeem him. So, I'm just like, you know. Yeah, we watched that with Mike. It, like, it was just like. At a certain point, I just started watching TikToks. Oh, God. I'm just like, it's... dude, did you see it? No, I didn't. But we saw the original. Save your course. time. Oh, yeah. It's... We got stoned and watched the original. And it was amazing. Oh, I, honestly, that, exp- that, that was like uh, that was like a phenomenal yeah. movie. Not, that, not that the movie was amazing, but it was just amazing. It, was just to a, it, it helped. It, it, helped. it made it watchable. You know? Like, have you seen the um, Batman vs. Superman, the Ultimate Edition? No, no, I don't okay. think I've seen so it. So that added thirty. So the original movie is already two and a half hours. It adds another half hour. The same feeling that I got watching the Ultimate Edition is how I felt about Justice League. It elevates it, but it's still not amazing. You know, like it's better. It makes the story more cohesive, and um, you know, it makes it watchable. Um, I can't say necessarily it's the same thing with Justice League because it's not. Um, it adds a lot, but there's still definitely fluff that, like, could have been cut. Like, the whole Flash sequence with the car and Iris, that should have been fucking cut, because he man. comes off as a fucking rapist. Fuck that shit. Oh, man. Uh, Dude, it's so Ezra weird. Miller, right? Ezra Miller. He comes off as a, like, a, as a, you Can't know, stand a that guy. deviant. Like, there's a scene, right, where he's, like, applying to a job, and he sees Iris, and then something happens, etc. She's driving. Fuck Iris, too. And he goes to rescue her, and there's this one cop, I can't remember the name of the song, but um, the copyright song plays, and it literally feels like it's just for the song. Wait, the copyright then, song plays, you said? Like, there's a copyrighted song. Like, you right. Know, you know, like a famous song that plays. I can't well, Like a love song or something? To, like, match the, uh, you know, the yeah, theme. Like, yeah, but it feels like a music video, you know? Like, they only did it so they can <laughs> use the song. And then when he's rescuing her, he's so fucking weird about it. Like, he's staring at her eyes, and she obviously can't see it because she's in fucking slow-mo. Uh-huh. And it's just like... What the fuck are you do? Can you just like you don't know this girl? Like, can you just like put her down and yeah, not be just weird about he falls it? Yeah, in slow motion. Yeah, there's that point where like the hot dog. Do you remember when the hot dog flew across the screen? Oh my god! Like, he's her, and then a fucking hot dog flies across the screen because there was like a hot dog guy, you know, in the area. And I'm just like, was that necessary? Like, I don't know about all that. I, I, um, I don't know. I don't think it needed an extra cut. I didn't. Need, I didn't think I needed the hot dog. Is what I'm saying. I yeah, like... <laughs> probably didn't need the hot dog. The hot dog I didn't cut. need that. I didn't need that. You know, overtly sexual hot dog. I will say though, the movie redeems Cyborg. He's so good. In oh the yeah, League, for sure. The original, the extended cut. Um, and he was so boring in the the first theatrical release. He was yeah. Like, they did nothing, like nothing with him. They did yeah. nothing with him in the original theatrical And he cut. was supposed to be like, you know, he, like the headliner or something. I remember they kind of like were saying There was that, so much hype built around him. And, and that they, they wanted him fucking... to be the guy who like got everyone together or something kind of. And They he was described like, uh, him as the heart and soul of the movie. And they were right. Like for years, like obviously with Ray Fisher and the drama with Warner Bros. It felt like, you know, the whole situation. It all, I always felt, had the... Like the singing feeling that you know they were playing it up too much. You know, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder would always be like, "Oh, I had this, or we did this," and I'd be like, "Yo, shut the fuck up, man!" Like, <laughs> like you don't have it. And then I, you know, I had to fucking eat my words when he actually did have it. You know, yeah. and I'm okay with admitting that, right? But still, like Ray Fisher was done so dirty by the movie and then by Warner Bros. 
I can't help but see it now and just be like, God damn, they just like literally took a whole, I think the original cut is somewhere, what, like two, two hours, something like that? Something like that. Maybe close to, was it close to three hours? No. Two and a half? Something? No, no, no they didn't the even want to do two and a half hours because of BBS. That's why it's like around two, two ten. The extended cut is mm-hmm. four hours, and I would say half of that extra, the two hours that they added, forty minutes of that is um, cyborg. Like they basically took everything out and they just made him as. He's actually know, a person. They did him justice. Now. They did him justice. Oh, get it? They did him huh. justice. Hey! hey. He's not All just right. a guy who, like, his dad gets captured and then they have to kill bugs in, yeah. the, in the sewer. Yeah, no, they uh, they really did him dirty. But the thing, here's the thing with these um extended cuts. It's like, they're slightly better, but they still don't do it for me. They don't do it in the same way. And, you know, not to compare the two, they just don't do it the same way as, like, a Marvel, you know, original theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. You know, say, like, take Endgame, which has its flaws. You know, mm-hmm. not that you would realize it right away. It's these are the things that I recognize as flaws now are things that like I see in uh, Watch Mojo videos. Yeah, just like oh, here's this and that. Here's what's wrong with you know this and that in uh, Endgame or whatever the movie is. But it's still enjoyable in a way that DC has not really. Um, DC just doesn't communicate it the same way. Right. If that makes any sense, yeah. like, I feel like you, you like people who've seen DC movies versus Marvel movies, they they would understand what I mean. Yeah, and the thing is, like, with between like Marvel and DC, like overall, watching a Marvel movie is just so much more satisfying and fun to watch as opposed oh, yeah. to like DC. Like, uh, like I can understand them trying to set them set themselves as a separate entity and have like a different aesthetic to it. And like Marvel, and like the first movie, Man of Steel, does a good job. Like, it does a good mix of like um the seriousness versus like you know sort of the lighthearted. It doesn't have like necessarily a lot harder but it's not like you know super dark but it's right. sell this something different and i enjoyed man Steel when it first came out that was really good actually yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. That, that was a great movie pretty decent with that yeah. i had a, that gave me hope for this uh cinematic yeah universe. right i mean it, it was wasn't so amazing but it was watchable like you know that's yeah. the thing with the mcu like at least they create products at least they want to make right. a yeah. fucking movie and they don't mismanage their content so horribly right i mean we're on that to, front anyway yeah i mean we're about to find out whether or not that still stands the internals is coming out and eternals I know, yeah i don't know if y'all have heard but so far it's at least right now on rotten tomatoes it's it's rated rotten oh no that's what i heard oh no that's I mean, what i heard part i'm still gonna watch it, is, it though you know part of it is people you know obviously you know review bombing it that does happen with a lot of these movies um and from what i can tell the critics are very split on it like cinematically it's chloe Zhao directing it um who directed no man land and so she's a oscar they're really promoting her as oscar directed uh-huh like this right. is supposed to be cinema in marvel oh yes you know? true cinema So she's approaching it in a cinematic point of view as its own you know movie and you know people are saying it's either like really fucking great or this is like trash but you know i still have my tickets i'm gonna go see it you're still down watching afterwards. I'll but there you, you go. Yeah, no, honestly, that week after that weekend is no good. I'm seeing Bert Kreischer, that's why. But um Shout out, Bert Kreischer. Shout out Bert Kreischer. This Bert Kreischer, you're the reason I do this podcast. Yeah, we know you're watching, bud. Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura. <laughs> Not that you're watching. You're they're both on tour or something. Yeah. But anyway, besides the point. Yeah, no, I'm down to see it like a, like, you know, the following week or any time after that. When does that come out? 
Next Friday. Next Friday. Uh, yeah. I'll let you know though. Uh, I think I'm. If I remember correctly, I think I'm gonna go see it in. Um, uh, I think. Oh no! You know what I did? I timed it with my comic run, so I'm gonna go see it in Union Square. Let's go. Yeah, I was gonna go watch it in um, um, Sheepshead Bay, but then I figured might as well just go there and see if I what I can also find from um, Forbidden Planet because that's like. Um, my go-to comic store, like obviously we have Galaxy Comics here, but sometimes it's very hit or miss there. Oh, very hit or miss. We went like when did we go? It was like Comic Book Day or something. Free uh, Comic Book Day. We w- no 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 we oh no it was Free Comic Book Day. It was right they, something like that. For some reason they didn't participate. Like they didn't have any free shit. So That's like, what it was. Oh. They didn't. Par- it was the day, but they didn't participate. Yeah, and I think I decided I ended up going because I was fucking like tired. <laughs> Is that the place next to next to Alpine? Alpine. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I got a fucking Spider Man Omni. I still haven't opened it yeah, yet. Yeah, I pressured him to buy. Well, I didn't pressure him. I convinced him that it was a good deal. Trust me, dude. <laughs> with all the bullshit I buy, you have to do very little. You know. You- uh, it was yeah. very little to convince me. Dude, let me just say, though, like, uh, Galaxy I still haven't Comics, opened it. Slightly better, like, um, I guess, I don't know if it's, like, New Manfred, but, like, one of the guys from the place near you uh-huh. uh, on uh, Fifth Avenue and, what's it called? It's in Park and, uh, Slope. In Park right? Slope, yeah, Park yeah, Slope yeah. Location. I guess one of the guys is now in the Bay Ridge location, so. They're related, he, right? The two, they're the yeah, same. They're, um, um, they're, it's the same owner, but I think one of those guys, like, he sent either one of the guys just moved or he got sent over there but i guess this guy is like you know he basically took that whole wall of like the hardcovers or whatever and he has rearranged they rearranged it they added some new stuff um and so it feels like actually you know a place where comic book people go because most of the time the customers are there getting snacks or just getting like small like you know paperback comics or whatever right but now it's like actually kind of trying to promote itself as a collectible place like if you go there now even with like the floppies that they have there's a there's signs all over to say like treat the comic books as though they were collectibles where before as like people just come in just trying to pick up books and just throw them back and shit whatever oh no so yeah they're actually trying to like make this as a legitimate comic book collectible which that's reasonable which it's is- like Think about it as any other store, though. It's like, you know, people just come in, touch shit, they fucking get their fingerprints and just, like, mistreat it. It's just like, you know, then it's no good to the person that actually wants to buy it. Yeah, and so So. I'm I'm glad that they're taking that direction with it because, you know, it's so convenient to go there, but at the same time, sometimes it's frustrating because I go there and then they don't have the shit that I want, you know? So I end up going to Forbidden Planet, which is all the way in fucking Union Square, but at the same time... I just have so many options. I haven't been there in forever, too. Dude, kudos to you for, like, taking making the trip out there. Because, like, you know, it's good on the train. It's, like, I can't imagine taking the train right now. I haven't been on the train since March 2020. But, like, damn. Really? Yeah, I haven't been on the train at all damn. since COVID started. Oh, well, okay. I was Because I was about to ask you, how did you get to um, Broadside or whatever? No, but you took an Uber. I took an Uber. Yo, tell me how the Uber going... To Williamsburg. It was, uh, there was no traffic because I texted you. I told you, like, yo, there's nobody fucking here. It was like, I tried to get there. Show started at 7 and I got there 6.15, even though I left, like, you know, like, uh, 5.30, whatever, because they said there was gonna be, like, an hour of traffic, so, like, that fucked up. I was the only one in there at 6.15. But, I no, I took an Uber. It was, like, $50 to go there. That's, like, not even with tip, you know, because you gotta tip people. That's, you know, we're not like Europe where they pay their workers, you know, fair wage and what have you but (laughs) you know like so fifty dollars to go into williamsburg and then i left right after broadside i didn't stay for the headline i didn't know the headliner so i just left and it must have been 
8.45, almost 9 o'clock. And so I get in the Uber, and the Uber ended up being like 29 bucks going home. Yeah. And then with tip, it was like 32 whatever. But, like, it's, uh, I don't understand that. I gotta say, though, kudos to you for fucking tipping. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Yeah, right? Was it a nice guy? I gotta tell you, once I'm out that Uber, I just close the app. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it's such a shithead move, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'll never see this guy again. Unless, unless you um, get him again, unless you get him again, <laughs> and then they just like the whole time you look up and in the in the you know the mirror you just see their eyes staring at you. <laughs> like uh, what's his name Saul in uh Better Call Saul the flashbacks? Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know how far you've seen, but oh, I saw I saw all of that. Man, like I take Ubers to work in the morning because I just hate the morning commute. Like I'll take the train back after work, but the morning the morning is just terrible. The fact that driving it takes me like. 15 minutes to get to work from my place as opposed to the hour it takes taking using the train uh-huh. um so i just like fuck it i'll just bite the bullet take the ubers in the morning and so i have gotten the same person from time to time i just don't oh, pretend wow. that i know them <laughs> uh-huh. but uh one guy commented at one time i'm just like um nope like is this the same place like haven't i dropped you off you know? like no i don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but at the same uh, time it's know, so yes. weird that they remember that i would feel kind of unsafe in a, a way why if they remember one guy you mentioned that he's like oh yeah i live here i'm like don't tell me that yeah no like if they say like if they say like oh um like oh i remember you that's different that's yeah. different from like oh haven't i picked you up or dropped you off here before like yeah. you remember where you like dropped me I off like you know my location uh-huh. you know, it's that that's the part that's scary like you yeah. know my location it's you know like i said it's another thing if you know like you remember my face or, or something like that yeah. but like the dickhead yeah. thing i recognize that but at the same time like once i'm out that car i'm just like <laughs> uh well Depends how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll just like forget. Like I will exit out of the app, but then if I'm just like, sometimes I feel bad. Sometimes, sometimes if it's a, like a nice guy, like I'll I'll tip them. Sure, why not? I'll give the rating. Yeah, and honestly, if it's like and the rating, of course. Like, if it's like a guy that has gone out of my way, out of their way to help me, then yeah, I'll tip them. But for the most part, I'm just like five stars. Yeah. Bye. Unless you get me, you, you almost get us into, into I mean, an are accident. You encouraged to tip. Oh does yeah. It, does it tell you like, oh, remember to tip your drivers? Oh yeah, yes. yeah. We'll do that, right? I and find that like, so fucking scummy. I mean, I kind of get it at the same time. I think that kind of has to do with the whole business model because you know it's promoted as like, oh, work your own hours, you know, do your own thing, get paid and whatnot, make your own most, money. Yeah, yeah. for the most part, like which they, they don't make be, shit. They don't make shit, and they have to like adhere to a schedule basically if they want to make a living off Uber. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for the most part, tips are the same thing in the service industry. Like, they kind of need it, but at the same time, I'm just like... It's because these places don't pay them a little bit. Yeah, if only wage. they actually got paid by their fucking employers. Which, it's, it's really unfair if you think about it. In Europe and Italy, they pay them a livable wage. They're able to pay yeah. rent and everything. That's why I want to fucking go to fucking Italy. I want to go to fucking Florence, to Firenze. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, my God, though. Florence is so good. It is so beautiful over there. It is. Like, I've been there twice now, and I still, like, just can't get over, like, how nice it is, and just, like, the culture, the aesthetic. I'm dying to go back. It feels like you have stepped into the past. Like, Qu- Yeah, quite literally, in a way. Yeah, and it's, like, it's so different because, like, you can actually get a sense of the history and culture just from, like, being there. Like, if you go to, like, New York Times and you just, like, you know, I've seen pictures of, like, 1950s, but I don't feel that because there's, like, nothing like to remember that you know like there's just this you know modernization that's there that you don't get in in 
in Europe and Italy and other countries because they've done such a good job preserving the aesthetics and the culture of it as opposed to like I want to say America for the most part where like okay what's the next step you know like build right. you know tear them buildings and whatnot that have significant cultural importance modernize everything and modernize everything you know yeah and then you know you go to like Firenze and it does like you could see the statues of Da Vinci and and all these artists and whatnot and it's like wow shit this is actually someone carved this like this is like been here since the 1400s it's like insane probably because it's their only bragging rights that they can feel really cool and sophisticated <laughs> hey this guy lived here years ago and he look he painted this and he sculpted that yep although i will say i'll never Pretty go much. To, like you know i'll never go to the to the fucking vatican vatican is fucking oh vatican city is so it's fucked so, it is so terrible to go there um like i've been there twice and the first time i was with my family the second time i was chaperoning both experiences fucking suck wow yeah the vatican i've only been to italy once i visited the vatican i didn't go in i didn't do any tours it was just the the biggest i didn't meet the pope i didn't meet you know the papa i I have met the pope um really get the fuck out of here i went to um i went to easter mass in in um what's it called venice what easter mass in saint marco uh uh san marcos uh cathedral and i fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) what else is there dude i was passing i was passing out there the mess i'm like i had to remember like it's the pope it's the pope it's the pope (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm in actual mass i can't say i will never be able to say that he's holy he's anointed i have to see with my own eyes exactly and you know what i was still falling asleep like it was just so hot and it like the i was hot when you went it was like it was during you know it's not their summer, but it was just like warm. What uh? What month was this? Uh, this was like no February, March. February, I went, March. Um, okay, I think I went April, later. Possibly April, I went. Mm-hmm. But um, like it was just felt like you know blankets in the air, and I was just like I was sitting and just like <sighs> I man, could take a, I could take a nap here. Was it in English, the mass, or? Uh, it was a mix of Latin, Italian, and English. Oh, they use so, all three in yeah, one. They do multiple languages. One mass. Like, yeah, and so they had a book that, that. Could follow along, but like, you know, it was still experience. But I was just like, eh, I'd rather go back to bed. <laughs> Man, did you know any Italian like going into going to Italy on this trip? Uh, I've taken I've taken Italian for at least a year in college. Oh, okay, I've taken two separate semesters doing it, so I have a total of a year. So I was able to, like, follow along to a certain degree, but, you know, I still had the booklet to kind of, like, just, you know, follow through completely. But it was, like, it was a it was a really cool experience, so I wouldn't say it was, like, a bad thing, but I just felt bad falling asleep. Man. Because I was chaperoning kids at the Honestly, same time. Honestly, dude, I, I don't even, I don't <laughs> yeah, blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. But, um, no, I took Italian all four years of high school, mm-hmm. and then I took, I took a semester freshman year. And then I took a semester when I came back after I dropped out. And then I took another semester with, um, I took another semester remote. This was last year. Mm-hmm. And that last semester, you know, remote was just hilarious. My my Italian professor, he was teaching us on Zoom from Italy. I remember that. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, I forget how what the time difference is. I think they're, they're like six hours ahead, if I'm not mistaken. So class ended at 6.30 p.m., you know new york time and over there it's twelve thirty a.m the next day mm-hmm. you know so he's just like and he would like come on camera sometimes and you would see like he looks like dead tired like dark 
you know, eyelids and bags under his eyes. Mm-hmm. It was just so funny. And he, one of the, I don't know, I missed that class. He was such a nice guy. He would always call on me for some reason. Yeah, he would just he be like, you. yeah, he, um, forget it. He would always call on me. And it's not like I would ever volunteer or anything. He didn't know me or anything. I'd fucking want to die. I hate when that happens. And he'd just be like, he, he would have like a really muffled mic. So I'm so, I, I don't know. I haven't tested this out. So I'm going to just like kind of mimic what he did. Uh-huh. Sorry to anybody listening in their car, but he would just be like, Okay, studente, numero quattro. <laughs> numero quattro, non chi chi vuole leggere, per favore. Okay, et, uh, Alexandra. <laughs> the thing is, I can understand that, but for some reason, when it comes to me speaking, I cannot, I could not for the life of you tell me, uh, like, do it at all. Like, my comprehension of Italian is better having taken one year of it in college as opposed to the eight years of Spanish that I've taken in both middle school and high school. Oh, man, do you... Wait. Do you know Spanish? Like, do you know enough to, like, show for it? No. If that makes sense. <laughs> like, I, could, I could understand, like, some phrasing and terminology, but I uh-huh. feel more comfortable actually listening to Italian because I can actually understand when they're, like, directing it towards people or, like, things. Right. I can understand the intent behind it, even if I don't necessarily catch every single word. As opposed to Spanish, where I'm like, I feel, I feel lost. Like, I and why do you think that is? I don't know why. I think it has to do with like the way that it was interpreted to me. Because like in t- in college, they make you like use the language. Like for the most part, all the classes aren't in the language that you speak. So like, I had to use Italian. Oh, I had so. to be able to understand Italian as opposed to like middle school and high school. Right. Like, but you had Mr. Antoine. Yeah. <laughs> like you would learn in English, that motherfucker. Like, not to say he wasn't a good guy, but dude. He was a great guy. Yeah. Shout out Antoine. The man's main language is French. He's teaching Spanish, but he can't speak English. He's Haitian, right? He's Haitian. Yeah. I imagine he speaks, like, you know, French, Creole. French, Creole. French, Creole, uh, Spanish, and English. Spanish and English. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking sick. That's his main language, but he's still teaching Spanish, but it's coming from an English standpoint. So, you know, like, we're writing down the fucking, you know, verb conjugations and stuff like that. Yeah, he orated in English like, all yeah. the time. Yeah, and he's orating in English, and, like, I feel like the immersion is just not there. You know? Yeah. I also it. feel like, you know, maybe this isn't your personal experience, but I know as a fact that, you know, for me, for example, I learned Spanish, you know, growing up at home, at home, just a Puerto Rican family. And also some Dominican, you know, just like you hear both, like they speak it differently. It's like, I don't even want to say a different dialect, but it's a lot of like slang in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's like. And it is almost like a different dialect from oh, one yeah. country to another. The, oh, yeah. They use different words. Sometimes the same word is different in another language. Like Puerto Ricans, they'll say, you know, jugo de china, uh-huh. like meaning orange juice. And then Dominicans will say, you hear that fucking plane? I do hear that plane. I hear it's it so loud. loud so loud but um it's like and then dominicans will say jugo de naranja which you know both are correct technically Mm -hmm. but if you have a puerto rican and a dominican and you say you know but you know one or the other to each other they'll kind of like look at each other and just be like the fuck you don't know spanish it's like even like spanish speakers taking a spanish class like you know you can verify whether i'm wrong or not but from what i've talks from other people it's like they still struggle with spanish classes because it's like it's a totally like different approach to it yeah like, they're not absolutely used to using like you know formal usted or whatever like that. like they like, teach the correct phrasing. like by the book spanish like spanish from spain is what they teach right. yeah and very grammatically correct grammatically correct and puerto ricans we have like that kind of spanglish thing going on right where it's like we don't use words like uh 
Like, I'm trying to think of words that, um... Boy. No, that's time. <laughs> <laughs> I think vos, but vosotros. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think vosotros of, like... Vosotros, I know they say, like, in... Maybe in Spain. Yeah, maybe think, in, like, Argentina or something. But, like, there's words, like, us Puerto Ricans will use that they just kind of... They de- they're derivative of English. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have an exact word for it. Like, I'm trying to think of a word now. Um, it's slipping me. I'm not sure what it is. Um, like, okay. Like, if I say, if my grandma asked, like, oh, like, where's your mom? Uh-huh. And, like, uh, I, I need to say, like, oh, she's parking the car. The word for parking that we've used our entire lives is, like, oh, está parqueando el carro. Uh-huh. That's which not even, a real word? Which you, parqueando? No, I don't think so. No. And then, like, the thing is, carro, you know, in other languages, in, in Italian, too, mm-hmm. is uh, auto. Yeah. Automobile, you know, just, uh, you know, it's not, it's very derivative. Like I said, it's derivative of English. Yeah. El caro. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. El caro. Remember the Los caro. Shorts? Los Shorts? I do remember Los we Shorts. We learned that in seventh grade. We had we had a Spanish class for some reason, and the word for shorts... It was just shorts, but they put los in front of it. <laughs> and I was just like, this is a fucking joke. Is but it, it wasn't. In Spanish, is it un caro? That's what I say. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Ga- carro, right? Yeah. We say carro. Two R's. Yeah. Wait, let's see. I know see. in Italian it says automobile. Automobile. Yeah. I mean, that makes make sense. Automobile. Yeah. Hey, Siri. What's the Spanish word for car? We got a title like this. <laughs> <laughs> The Spanish word. Yes, for we car. do. For a dirigible balloon, yeah. Fucking coche. You say coche, I think of like a horse carriage. Yeah, like a coach. Yeah, yeah like yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. That's what I think of. I'm just like, I think because, what? because like the language. That's how it started when it was like when the probably was created. Like they right. did the word for it, so it didn't necessarily progress to where we use like a car. You know, like back in the day, they would say automobile, so it makes sense that it's automobile. Right, 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 right. But now, since everyone for the most part uses car, that's just not like something that agrees with what the past you know pr- uh, creation of the term was dude all i know is if i go to spain they'll fucking laugh at me yeah and then you can laugh at them too though because laugh they talk so this, funny who's this uh pretender trying to act like he's, he's yeah no this. forget it. i go all i go over there all confident with my puerto rican spanish the ghetto puerto rican spanish and like they're just gonna look at me they'll fucking spit in my food and shit probably yeah. i don't know you'll, you'll be hanged in the uh in, in, in the in the whatever you know that big cathedral oh we're <laughs> just gonna string your intestines all over the street man graphic throw you to the bulls content warning trigger warning fuck that this yeah trigger twitter. warning we're gonna talk about spain this ain't a twitter. big trigger fuck twitter <laughs> Twi- in my best dave Chappelle voice, twitter is not a real place <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's not a real place and get off of it before it hurts your brain too much. We were just talking about Twitter and how like how theatrical it is and how it's not real life. I had a conversation where like Snapchat and Twitter, like for the most part, I feel like I'm for the like off social media. Like I'm on it. Like I'll be on Facebook, Instagram. Dude, more like, power to you. I don't. But but the thing is, I don't interact with other people. Like I just like it for like the articles that I read or like the like you know the content that I like. But I don't yeah. interact with anyone. I don't even like posting. Like I still like taking pictures. I yeah. I think that's like 
one of my passions, but I do not want to post anything at this point. And then like Twitter, I was using it briefly. Like I kind of like it to a degree, but there's, there's too much toxicity over there. A lot of toxicity about it. And then Snapchat, I'm just like, I talked to maybe five people, right? Like what the fuck? And you get their snaps. Yeah. And I'll watch them, you know, for the most part, I see the, the only three people I can really say that I interacted with on Snapchat is you. Yeah. Your sister. Sandra, I do not talk to anyone else. I'll watch people's stories, but then I don't care. I don't post stories myself. You know, I don't even post like. Yeah, you really don't post much. Like even on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't care. I think that's more like an introverted way to approach social media because tons of people are on social media, but they don't have like a you know a big log of all the things they posted and all their pictures they don't have, and all of their opinions on everything they're they more like yeah passive. they don't have for lack of a better word they don't have a gimmick yeah, so to right. speak i just don't feel a need to like you know i can get documenting life as it's happening to you you know and the things that you want to remember but for right. the most part i've i feel like content just like experience of the thing not to say that i'm like better than people taking pictures but i just don't feel the need to like yeah it's not for everyone stuff, you know and so like i still consider myself like um, having a passion for t- photography, but I appreciate it more for like the aesthetic. I appreciate it more for like the you know the skill that goes into it. But in terms of posting, I just don't really care about anymore. Like I used to. I feel like when I started photography like heavily, I was thinking about like okay, how's this gonna do on social media or whatever, like right or not. But now I just don't care. No. yeah no same i felt the same way when i was you know i was always going to concerts i would try to take good pictures and stuff but it's just not one of those things i you know care about now concerts is the only thing i'll ever post on like it's on my instagram story like, and it's so competitive the, the whole photography it. thing it's yeah. just way way too competitive yeah but I now i have the podcast so yeah yeah you know? and you know there's a time i was thinking about dropping you know an exorbitant amount of money for cameras but now that it's like you know, in the back of my mind, that is not really, you know, more so for me than for other people. Now I just don't feel a need for it. You know, I can do it on my camera. I can, on the camera that I currently own, I can do it on my phone. Yeah. So I don't feel the need to spend money. Now I'm just spending that money in other places. Omnis. <laughs> Omnis, comic books. Speaking <laughs> of which, though, like, um, god damn it. Like, that return, so I had to return, uh, make a return of my Halloween costume. And so, that jacket. Sean, I bought a Shang Chi jacket, right? Uh-huh. So it cost me sixty bucks. So I returned it, and I was like, "Well, I'm at Midtown." <laughs> That's gonna Yo, happen a lot more times. Um, I always I had, say that that this ceiling is too low for a chandelier. Can you bring me my backpack? I'm gonna actually show you because I mentioned. Oh, this, let's go. The reason this is about to turn into a, into a YouTube haul. Let's go. <laughs> so I did not get that Omni. Because uh-huh. I fucking got, I was, I was baited, I was fucking lured into it by JP and, uh, and Organic Price Books. Dude, it, I've gotten to a point now where they're DMing me, like, shit about, hey, this just came in, do you want to buy it? And I'm just like, well, shit, oh, I was feeling lonely now, but... It's <laughs> actually hilarious. You know, <laughs> I know, exactly, like, they're coming at me in the DM, they slid into my DMs, and I was like, god damn it, well... Since you said said it so nicely, I guess I will drop, you know, 90 bucks on this. But uh, I mentioned this before. Alright. You ready? Oh, look at that. Oh! Little Maddie. Let's go. Oh, man. I mean, it's 35 bucks, but you know what? I was like, fuck it. 
I got my money. I got my refund back. So that's a fucking okay. grail right there. Man, that's Do you want to switch seats, by the way? No, I'm good. Sure. Yeah. So we can, you know, we can certainly split this up, and you can get this nice, big, leathery chair. I was going to set up the couch over there, but then I couldn't find like a, you know, um, a practical way of setting up the mic and shit. Mm-hmm. So this will have to do for now. Like I, I said, like it's got to be like end tables. It would probably, you know, you could do it. Yeah. You know? And I was thinking about that. You know, I was assuming like, you know, all three mics would work properly, mm-hmm. but definitely I think I'm going to return that one. Yeah, we'll see. But well, at least the GoPro, you managed to get a sweet deal out of that. Man, the GoPro, oh my god. So the GoPro store, I got a free GoPro, guys. And pretty much I ordered a GoPro Hero 7 because I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't need the latest one. I'll take, you know, whatever's cheapest. And, you know, the GoPro Hero 7 isn't that. Um, no, the GoPro Hero 8, I mean. I wanted a Hero 8. They sent me a Hero 7. And so I tried to, you know, get in touch with customer support. And then I couldn't, I couldn't even start a return or anything. They said, like, oh, it's a non-returnable item. So I con- contacted customer support and just like, hey, listen, you guys sent me the wrong thing. You guys sent me uh, an older model than uh-huh. the one I ordered. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much they said, like, I see this is, an, you know, because customer support has to follow a script and they tell you everything that you already know. And so he's pretty much, you know, long story short, he's just like, all right, I see this is a non-returnable item. We're just going to refund you the whole $315 which, you know, I put on my credit card, thank God. It wasn't like, you know, I didn't spend the money right away, technically. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's how I got a free GoPro. Shout out GoPro. Shout out to, I think his name was Lewis. The customer support Lewis. guy. Lewis at Amazon. Lewis at Amazon, you're the GOAT. I think his name's not really Lewis. I think, it was <laughs> like, I think it was like Peter or something, I don't know. Shout out to JP at Organic Price Books. Like, dude, Let's go. When they, when they slid to my DMs, I was like, well, I guess I am spending money. And then... They contacted me, right? Because the book that I wanted, it was a Spider-Man one, right? Yeah. So they sent me, they, like, their quality and their customer service is so good. So, like, the book that I wanted, right, they ended up opening it, the box, and, like, all the books were damaged, right? So they sent me the picture. They're like, hey, listen, like, do you want, what do you want to do now? And so I was like, can you send me all pictures of all three books? And I'll just pick the one that's, like, the least damaged. And they got back to me right away and they let me do it. So I was like, well, shit, like, there you go. And I just got it. Yeah, I got it. No, two days ago. And like, yeah, like the corn, like the corners are a little bit ding, but the pages are fine. And it's like, you know, it's not that noticeable. And he gave me 10 bucks off. So I was like, oh, nice. And which Spider-Man comic was that? Uh, it was volume two of uh, JMS's Spider-Man run. It's like, it includes basically like the whole Spider-Man arc during Civil War right up leading to fucking one more day which is the worst spider-man arc in almost all the time except for one thing like and by worst you mean it's basically the one where uh peter parker makes a deal with mephisto oh as in like this is like his evilest like no it's basically so at this point in history like this was like 2006-2007 uh, the editor-in-chief at the time, Marvel, uh, Joe Casada, he has the belief that, like, you know, oh, Spider-Man should be, like, you know, a teenager, he should never get married. So he hated, at this time, that Peter Parker was married, and the only reason this arc even happened was to break them up, you know? So they basically said, the deal was, like, oh, you know, I'll save your aunt, because at this point, Aunt May had been shot, right, during Civil War. And so he basically said, like, oh, I'll save her if you give me your marriage, what the hell? And it's like the dumbest thing, and it's universally hated. Like, 
And that's the thing, though. It's not even the worst thing. It's it is the worst thing. But he there's two JMS uh, J Michael Straczynski uh, Omnis. Both of them are so good, but they end with such terrible stories. Volume two ends with one more day. Volume one ends with the reveal that Gwen Stacy was cheating on Peter Parker and had a baby with Norman Osborn. Oh, why Norman? Picture, and this is this picture that Storm and Norman of you know. Osborne in bed with his old face or like it looks super rapey right it's it's so terrible. i don't even know if i want to hear and those like words both, again Osborne <laughs> old face yeah and both uh, and both books end with terrible terrible stories that people hate it's only until this year that actually both stories are getting retconned like they just thank wow. god you know and so that's my mentality on how i can justify buying these books even though both books end with such horrible horrible Mentally scarring stories. I would still read the fuck out of it. Not gonna lie. Uh, There are too many comics to read. I always want to start reading comic books, but then there's like, there's there's a fucking million of them. There's gotta be some uh, way of starting. There's gotta be a good, you know, middle ground in terms of where to start. There are certain, you know, certain arcs, there's certain stories that where you can just read it, uh, like, from start to finish. The one that I recommend the most and the one that got me into comics was Ultimate Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. it takes place at Ultimate the time Spider-Man of the Ultimate Universe was basically their way of rebranding Marvel in a sort of uh, modern sense. So, like you know, it begins with like early two thousand, you know, cell phones referencing um, you know celebrities and whatnot. Actually, Marvel the Avengers to two thousand twelve movie is based on the Ultimate Marvel Avengers, which is called the Ultimates. Like they basically at the time the um, they used Nick. Uh, uh, it's called what's his name um sam jackson as their version of the ultimate fury right and then they ended up casting uh uh samuel l jackson samuel l jackson as fury for the uh-huh. line but they action. that was before but the movie came before. out before they kept before they actually drew him like the guy he just thought like hell like this guy looks good i want to make him fury even though at the time fury was white uh-huh. so you know and then later like you know eight years no six years down the line they're like actually you know what that actually sounds like a really good idea. Hey, let's call him up and see if he Dude, wants to do it. I think it. that's yeah, the best it, idea they've had. To do it. Exactly. I did hear that that uh, that they didn't make it up for the movie. I remember someone said that, oh, was he was black in that because that's one of the continuities. He was like a black uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, and they actually used him as the as the artistic reference. Yo, Samuel L. Jackson is just great in that He is role. great. I that's can't great. imagine anyone else doing it now because he's iconic. Yeah, I mean, they even integrated a version of him into the 616, the OG universe now. Same thing with, like, Miles Morales. Like, they basically, you know, at a certain point, the Ultimate Universe was, um, like, intended as the modern rebranding, but then at the same time, the original Marvel line was, like, catching up to it. And so they realized they had these two separate universes, but at the same time, like, the Ultimate Universe had kind of outlived its purpose. So they ended up killing it, but then they took everything great about it and moved it into the original mm-hmm. universe. Case in point, Miles Morales. Like he started out in the Ultimate Universe, he got so popular, and then when they knew they were gonna kill it off, he was one of the only characters to survive and like basically make it out of Secret Wars. You know? So God damn. Dude, Nick is great with this stuff. Yeah, you know. I, I feel so I educated. Stop. I could never, I could never know. I wish I had a teacher like Nick to, you know, prepare me for like the PSAT and stuff. Yeah, right. I feel so educated. Okay, today we're talking about Marvel. 
Did. Everyone write an essay about who you write an essay about the MCU in 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Dude, he helped me out with the Kahuna I was making yesterday because it was like Halloween, Halloween theme slash conflict. And oh so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. One of the questions that I made up was like, of these characters, of these bat, which of these Batman villains is not does not have a Halloween theme to it? So it was bat. So it was obviously Joker, Scarecrow, Catwoman, and, and Bane. Right. Mm-hmm. So I needed a picture with it. And I hit him up because I was like, hey, this guy knows graphic design. Like he can make a picture. Kind of sort. I mean, I use Canva for the podcast stuff. Yeah, Shout out I Canva. The thing is, I use Canva, but for the life of me, I just can't like actually use it for myself. It's it's like you really like I, honestly, I'm not that creative when it comes to this kind of shit. But it's just like Canva does make a big difference. Like they just the tools they have, which this should be a sponsorship. I'm glad we're recording this, but yes, um, we know you're listening. Canva, are you listening? Please give us money. Give us money. Marvel. Give you us your saying? money. Someone from comics hire me because at this point, like, put Nick in the comics and then you know allow him to work for the comics. Also, they already do that kind of shit. <laughs> like, uh, isn't there like some Marvel like he's he's like the god of the Marvel universe, like the one above all? But then it's like it's just like some forty year old dude who draws comics and then he just self inserts himself <laughs> as god. Uh, I. No one in the Marvel universe comes to mind. There is another person that kind of like falls into it like in dc basically there is uh an iteration of superman right he started off as superboy but basically he came from a universe where everything was comics like he saw he was reading comics of superman of clark Kent, and then it turned out that he was the only living comic book character so he mm-hmm. knows everything because he's been reading comic books he eventually turned evil oh um, of course he's wow superboy prime um but like that character um like was able to reference everything because he understood and read it. So, like, when he meets uh, Connor Kent, the, you know, the Superboy with the t-shirt, he immediately flies through Rage and he ends up killing him. Um, so, it's, like, super interesting in the way that that character was presented because he was supposed to be, like, the good guy and then, obviously, the early 2000s kind of rolled by. Everything was sort of, like, dark and dreary and that kind of carried on from, like, the 90s where everything was, like, you know, duster jackets, you know, uh-huh. dark mists and whatnot. It was all so about cool stuff. When they brought the character back, they were like, oh, how can we make him different? How we even do it? And we're like, oh, let's make him a moody, aggressive asshole who hates everything. And so, Man. Um, like, they had a whole arc of playing around him. Uh, he ended up becoming the villain, even though he started off as a hero. So it's very interesting in that degree. But no one from Marvel comes to mind in that sense. Um, there is a character called the Beyonder, and he was in Spider-Man, the, yes. the TV series. Yes, he's kind of like a god, but I guess kind of like the Watcher now is the like the Watcher. Yeah, and what if because of what if? Yeah, you know? I haven't and, seen that. By the way, is it good? Oh, I it's, have not. <laughs> I'll be I'll be very honest. It's not out of the Marvel shows that we've gotten in the last year. It's not my favorite. Uh huh. It's just kind of you know maybe it's the anim you know the animation format and whatnot, yeah. but um, it's just kind of campy to me. Yeah, I was I'm good. Not, like super behind the whole CG. I'd rather just be like drawn, like hand drawn anything. That's yeah. kind of like with a lot of shows now. I feel like too many of them are willing to just give up 2D animation, like where it's, as opposed to like shows like Castlevania on Netflix. Castlevania is so fucking good. It has really um, great animation. It yeah. has great animation, and you know what the thing is? Like it, they don't have to rely on CG or anything like that. They just do 2D animation well, mm-hmm. you know? and like. You know, they really make a, you know, they really give, like, Japanese anime, um, because it's an American studio that's mm-hmm. animating uh, Castlevania, I believe. Not sure. It could be Korean. 
but they're doing a good job of it as presenting like hey this is like the medium is still alive and well um right and so underutilized like i don't know why people use cg all that much because exactly. you, you like can just have can. it just be separated from reality altogether cg always hits that weird like if it's not really good it's uncanny valley and it exactly. looks like it's really yeah. fake at the, the same time valley. like um the uncanny valley is basically the point in which any medium begins to cross into reality and it makes people uncomfortable right so a lot of cgi um like either begins to approach it or to the point where it goes opposite like it just looks so dumb and so stupid that your brain can't even like process it properly yeah you know? and so like i don't really get that i don't really see that with like 2d animation where it's like you can appreciate the art for what it is and i gotta say like a lot of tv shows at least you know comic ones they really just rely on like the same thing like i was talking with my mentor because he's also really uh, mm-hmm. my teaching mentor he's also really into comics um, yeah like he's you know he goes to comic-con basically every year. he didn't go this year but uh he's the person i talked to the building the most about like comics and games and stuff right now but like he was telling me how um what's it called like spider-man like spider-man has been done so dirty by tv it's to the point where it's like it's not even worth watching like they keep rebooting the character and they oh, yeah. go there are a million how shows. many like There's animated series are there and i can tell you exactly what's gonna happen though season one spider-man maybe a few episodes then miles morales shows up then another spider person shows up then another spider-man i'm glad you bring up miles morales i feel like they really you know overutilize miles morales him and Spider Gwen, like they, him and Spider Gwen, yeah. Like they are legitimately good characters, but at the same time, they're so tempted, they're so like money uh, hungry. They're money grabbing characters character, for sure. Even though they haven't done the work to like set up the characters properly. Yeah. So there's been two shows right now, right? There was the Ultimate Spider-Man show with Drake Bell that they had Spider, uh, uh, you know, Miles Morales, Spider Gwen show up, and then yeah. They, canceled that show they bought another show in 2017 just titled marvel spider-man and then season one you get miles morales spider gwen yeah um, see we can only take so much of that you know arachne um arachna i guess what her name is the um latina spider girl basically arachna yeah arachna or arach no aranea something like that yeah i I know who you're referring to i have to look that up the latina spider girl yeah but then like it's literally the same thing like they're just reinserting the characters into new it's the same shit this is the hill i'll die on it's just spider-man the 1994 animated series is the best series i don't know man i as much as oh no forget 2008 Mm. Wait, wait, wait! Well, what one? Two thousand eight. Okay, so I would put that at. I would put that in second place. I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just a sucker the for nostalgia. nostalgia the nineties came. Maybe, be, but you but... know what? I love the sixties Spider Man too, and that was like you know compared to now the animation, like the acting we have now, that's like fucking bullshit right there. But I still, I I would still rather watch that than these uh current you know two thousands twenty tens uh iterations of spider-man oh, no, past 2010 we're done right but 2008 at least we could agree on that right <laughs> past 2010 spectacular spider-man is the closest thing that we've had to a comic accurate spider-man in the sense that it was a teenage spider-man dealing with kid issues but having to deal with great responsibilities you know? okay that there i can agree like but he I- actively like they plotted out everything there was a sense of story and narrative and like you know obviously the 90s version you know was great 
Um, Batesville had like the sense, but you know, for the most part, they were very much so like, you know, it was a Saturday cartoon, you know, like it was right. episode by episode, you know, villain of the week sort of sense. And not to say that 2008 Spider-Man didn't have that, but there was the larger overall. And it, I feel like in, especially with the 90s show, it didn't get there where they had like an overall season narrative until like some of the later seasons. Like season one and season two don't yeah. really have that. And then when you get to like the Beyonder. You, you have know, like Madeline. some arcs that take like, you know, a couple of episodes. You yes. have the Spider Wars and some other ones I don't know. I don't remember the name of, but you know, Spider Wars, sometimes spanning like the, three or four episodes. Yeah. I will say though, one of my favorite, obviously Spider, uh, the Spider Wars, um, what's, What's the other one? The one where they had all the crossover, you know, um, no, Secret Wars. They had Secret Wars. Yes, they did a Secret Wars. Yeah. They did a Secret Wars themed uh, run where they had uh, Captain America was in it, Iron Man was in it. Captain America, Iron Man. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, Storm. Storm. Not all the X-Men, but some of the X-Men. Storm was in there. And it was great because you actually got to see, like, you know, all the, you know, they were all under the one banner of that company. Right. And they were able to integrate a lot of the characters. So it felt like, you know, we wouldn't get that feeling again until like you know the avengers basically yeah so like a live action right 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 i watched that whole series like recently like i just like have it on in the background like i paid attention to certain ones certain episodes like the symbiote um the way they handled the symbiote arc i think that's one of the better arcs in the 1994 series comparatively like to say like you know i'm assuming they've done the symbiote arc and all the other ones too Yes. But like the 1994 Spider-Man is still my favorite. That's the one that we saw, right? Last That's the time. one we saw like three months ago, yeah. Where he was yelling at Shocker. He's like, yeah. Shocker! He's going to follow it to the end of the earth. I'll chase you till the end of the earth! That show is incredible. Yeah, but like, <laughs> and that's should. great, but like, one of my favorite things about the spectacular version of it is like, it basically does a similar thing where it takes like three or four episodes, but, but it starts off. So when he gets the suit, right? It looks like the uh, 2007 Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit, mm-hmm. right? It's basically mm-hmm. just a black version of it. But then as every episode goes on, this the suit slowly changes into, like, the one that looks like Venom, you know, with the big white ben. spider. Oh. So it slowly happens. And they don't even mention it. It's just an animation. That's pretty cool. Feature, That's a nice uh, right? touch. And so by the end, when he, first, when he finally gets to take it off for the first time, it looks like the Venom suit. So, it, like, there's a transition to it. And then there's one part where you begin to see how it's affecting him, not just on an emotional level, but taking over his life. There's an episode where he fights the entire Sinister Six, and he beats them. He doesn't even know. He just wakes up, and he's just like, why am I so sore? Uh-huh. Man. Like, That's the show where he had armpits, right? With with, with webs in them? Yeah. He did have the armpit webs, and when he's fighting the Sinister Six, all of them are like, yo, why is he not talking? And they suddenly get afraid, because he's like, they don't realize that he's like just asleep. He's not yeah, no, oh God, usual, that would freak me out. Yeah, his usual like quips totally, or anything like that. Yeah, no quips. I forget which character uh, comments on it. They're like, yo, why is he not talking? Like, Man. where's all the quips, bro? I know. That's so cool, though. <laughs> it, he he beat so the shit cool. out of what's-his-name Rhino in the old show. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was like, he was like, he's going to fucking kill him. He was ready to kill him. Yeah, he, he was going to smash his head open. <laughs> <laughs> why is that so hilarious to me? That's Arrest up. me. Aren't you supposed to take me in? Aren't you supposed to take me in? He sounds like he works for the mob. Batman just takes over everything at this point with DC. They don't give um, a lick of time to any other characters in terms of the animated department. Like, all their animated movies, I would say like a good 70% of them are Batman related. Well, he's the favorite, Batman's right? Batman's the is, cash grab. at the same time, like, you got other characters. Like, you got Flash, you got Green Arrow. Like, 
you got all these other, you know, Wonder Wonder Woman, like seriously nothing. And they have tried. They just give them CW shows. Yeah. Oh, trash. The CW Flash. Let me tell you, you guys are crazy for watching that. Oh no! Oh no! Mm -mm. Like. It's I told her anymore. No more. That's it, dude. No, you cut like, it off. I cut off after Arrow ended, like almost two years ago now. Yeah. Um, Flash really went just downhill, and it was yeah. going downhill I was already. Following Flash uh, at that point, like the only thing that was really like I would hear about it in the news and just like read articles, but for the most part, the only thing I really kept up kept up with was Arrow, and then you know, as, as which even said, Arrow had like its uh, hiccups, like towards the end. Yeah. Like I'll always say, season season five kind of redeemed itself, and it kind of got back to its roots in its final seasons. But then you know, it's just season six and seven are just kind of like eh, kind of um, gray areas. And season eight had a lot of potential, but unfortunately, it was bogged down by the fact that they had to adhere to the crisis on infinite. Earth. Yeah, like they were under they, a lot of pressure in that sense. Had they not had to adhere to that event and their story, like they could have just t- told a, a final like good story about the end of oliver queen but then they had to like make him specter you know yeah i didn't i didn't appreciate that at all i was like nah no and then you know i just don't care for anything else like you know narratively like the flash was so good in the beginning season one and season two so good and then you get to season three and so on like it just loses steam and then it's hard to like believably conceived that the flash who is apparently the fastest man you know, in the entire world uh-huh. is consistently losing not to just the people like you know savitar or reverse flash it's He's the same narrative like who controlled bees there is a there is someone in the episode who controlled bees and she manages to get him and i'm like how are you not literally just like that's why I hate the whole concept of jail. the Flash like, in general. It's all theater. Well, it's all theater. It's ridiculous. Tim Dillon. Comics is a little bit more believable, but in at least in the like, you know, inside the CW, like you, these people shouldn't even know that you're here. The CW verse. Able to recognize that you are in the same room, yeah. and not be flat out already. That's what I ask myself every time with anything relating to the Flash, because he's a guy who. He can run really fast, and he runs so fast that he fucking rewinds time for everyone, and he can rewrite the whole universe. How is he getting He's so wrecked powerful. by these petty villains all the time? He's exactly. so powerful. They're not even on his level. He should only ever be fighting the Reverse Flash ever, like, in my the opinion. The I mean, scaling for him is just off the charts. Like they either yeah, he's like Jesus. You know, he's either you know Jesus or he's basically you know a guy on a speed on a you know on a bike. You yeah. Know? Just like slightly faster than most people, but again, he gets knocked out by the stupidest things, and it's just like, oh, you were the best man, not anymore, because every season something happens, and like I'm, I realize I'm not the fastest man. <laughs> it's such fuck? bullshit, and I, I, you know, I'll say this, and maybe we could wrap up on this. Uh huh. What killed it for me is the whole "We Are the Flash" thing. Bitch, we are not the fucking Flash. Fucking Mike, Iris did they get West. Michael Jackson on that. Fucking. <laughs> we are the Flash. We are the Flash. We are the, we are the ones who run back in time and mess up the uh, the timeline. <laughs> Consistently. There is Iris dying. Fuck Iris Always West. Iris dying. Always in danger. I'm, I hope so. I hope so. At this point, I just want him and his mom and Iris. I want them all dead. That's it. I want There's the reverse Flash to win. Her where she gets powers and it's just like okay, trash. Whatever you know, and then it's like, oh, she basically is like, like you know, I think 
in the beginning they wanted her to be like you know the investigative reporter and then they realized that wasn't working out so they basically made her the the woman behind the chair uh-huh and Such so, like, she goes from Lois Lane to Madam Web. Yeah, yeah no, like she coordinates the thing around. I'm just like, is that your skill set, really? <laughs> yeah, right. Is that what you bring Man. to the table? And then you have the nerve to say that we are the Flash. <laughs> we are the Flash. And it's all Fuck these you, millennial we're not the actors Flash. and characters. <laughs> True. In the words of Joey Diaz, it's because you're getting paid, bitch! You're getting paid! <laughs> we should put on some Joey Diaz. Oh, man. See, <laughs> that fucking clip we played last night, that should have killed me. But anyway, we should, uh, should wrap this up. Um, anything else? Any parting words for the audience? Layaway is always an option. Layaway <laughs> is always an option. <laughs> and uh, and I didn't want any shrimp, so. Oh yeah, That's this is it. just kind of. I've been eating the shrimp. It's for pretty you, good. Nick. Yeah, no, I just didn't want my chewing to be on the mic. Oh yeah, I don't. You don't want to make ASMR for the mic? We were doing that last. We were doing ASMR last night. Yeah, in the right mic creepy way. It. These are the right. Yeah, this I actually like this mic a lot. I was using that mic last night. It's good that you have this on camera. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, if we're nothing else to say, right? I don't want to like uh, end it without you. Uh... Oh no. No, You're we're good. good. We're good. Yeah. All right. See you next week, guys. Take care. Bye. Play that outro. Bye.